Alrighty, hello everyone. Welcome to Filmin' Good. My name's Sarah. I'm your host for this podcast. I uh, wanted to build a platform where I can talk to people who feel the same or don't feel the same on films. Uh, by all means, I definitely am not an expert uh, and I do not have the best taste and I probably shouldn't say that on my podcast, but alas, um, I will say that one of my favorite movies is Pirates of the Caribbean. So, Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Now, though, I think my taste has gotten a little bit more refined, and I'm truly falling in love with the art of filmmaking, music, acting, wardrobe, colors. Did I say music already? And lighting. Wow, do I love lighting. I am looking at you, Wally. (laughs) Alrighty, so to get my podcast started, I wanted to showcase a little bit of what my taste kind of looked like. And I decided to start off with my top 10 favorite movies of 2019. This was a pretty difficult task as there were so many amazing films last year. Ultimately though, I decided to make peace with myself. I would include a few honorable mentions after (laughs) I give you my top 10. So here we go. Starting with number 10, I have Avengers Endgame. This movie was just so beautifully done. It was 10 years in the making. I mean, come on. I feel that it was just such a perfect way to tie up the loose ends and include so many fan favorites and include all the little insiders throughout, like I said, 10 years of filmmaking. I'll also say that the color scheme and the lighting in this film just completely blew me away. Uh, Like I said, I love lighting. And I think altogether the Rooster Brothers did a fantastic job And I believe that even non-Marvel and superhero movie fans would enjoy this film. It's truly a film for all. It it was such a balance between, you know, coming together as a team, obviously, for the Avengers. It was... It was, I mean, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it's one of those, like, ending-slash-beginnings... By all means, if you haven't watched any of the Avengers movies, go watch them in order and just completely enjoy Endgame because it's just such a good movie. It's so good. It made my top 10, obviously. And with that, I will be moving on to number nine. And uh, at number nine, I have Uncut Gems, directed by Josh and Benny Sadfi. Uh, This movie also just completely blew me away. The style, the looks, the... Breaking gems for crying out loud. This movie was so fun and also just beautifully tied together, especially with that ending. It made my heart skip a beat for those who know. <laughs> and um, I just think they did a really amazing job. It was, it's easily like classic material. Like we will show our children this film type thing, you know, it's going to move on and live for decades and I was completely impressed with Adam Sandler coming from, you know, just the main genre film that he likes to dabble in and work with and not having all his friends with him, I guess. Um, It was just really honest. It put me in that story. It made me, it made me side with him and want to be his friend almost, but not really because he was kind of dirty. (laughs) So this movie again made my number nine. I really loved it. I loved the editing. And by that, I mean not just like the cuts and the, the 
the transitions and things like that. But this kind of filter, I want to say, especially when being in his jewel shop, it was like you were in a whole different universe. And I loved that already. So I feel like I'm going pretty fast through this. However, I think I'm nervous. <laughs> so we're going to go to number eight now. It we're going to go to number eight now. And I'm saying that it was a very surprising pick for me. I do not normally care for this genre, being action. I'm not the biggest fan of jam-packed fighting scenes or just any of those kind of movies. I think they're very predictable, very, you know, good guy wins, bad guy loses. I don't know. They're not creative. And the one thing that just completely blew me away and impressed me with John Wick is how creative they are especially with the fighting scenes I mean if I even need to reference the pencil for crying out loud it's beautiful it's artistic it's funny it's I can't say creative enough because that's what it is and again for someone who is not a fan for of action or fighting I think that uh, they did a really amazing job here, and as, well, with all the three films, this this one clearly put it all together and gave you a really nice ending. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, I I, I didn't know who John Wick was <laughs> um, until I met my boyfriend David. Uh, he dressed up as John Wick the first year we were dating, and I just was like, oh, who's that? <laughs> um, so obviously now I'm I'm definitely a fan. I love Baba Yaga. And um this movie just kept me at the edge of my seat the whole time and I loved the balance throughout the whole film, the creativity. It was just really beautiful. So uh, I guess snaps for them <laughs> cuz you can hear that. That's funny to me. Sorry. Alrighty, we're going to move on to now number seven. And I have to admit that it took like two weeks of convincing and even getting treated to all-you-can-eat sushi in order for me to go watch this movie with David, my boyfriend. Um, number seven for me is 1917. Wow, is all I have to say. I specifically remember telling David, no, it's sad. I don't watch movies that are sad or I don't want to watch a sad movie. When he suggested going to watch this, um, I mean, all war movies are sad for the most part. And boy, did this film, I mean, it was a little sad, but it just blew me away, blew me out of the water. It blew out so many movies. Um, it was just so captivating, so brilliant. The style of filming in a one-shot fashion just puts you right next to the actors, and I absolutely love that I feel like not many movies can successfully or I should say directors or whatever can successfully do the whole one shot or any kind of similar related camera style um and I think here they did an amazing job um it it almost it almost makes you feel like they're your family you know it makes you fall in love with them and whatever they're feeling, you're feeling too, I think. And I'm pretty sure I left the movie theater completely quiet <laughs> after watching this film. Um, it was just so beautifully done. Moral of the story, Sam Mendes, 
did a tremendous job and if you haven't seen it what are you doing <laughs> get out of here all right now moving on to number six we have us by jordan peele this was a beautiful film to follow get out it was spooky to say the least and i think starting now you'll probably see a trend in what kind of films i really 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 love or at least what kind of genres i love um I think I really loved all the undertones in this film regarding, you know, a little bit of racism, a little bit of, a little bit of scary, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I feel like it was almost lifelike. It was almost surreal because, I mean, who's to say there's not some weird underground tunnel system with people that look just like us <laughs> that's creepy if you were to think that was real you know what I mean um I really did love this film I was a little no I wasn't there's one thing that I think stood out to me the most here was just the really nice use of shadow play and all the darkness and really stark contrast with the light um Actors were amazing. Lupita Nyong definitely got, definitely should have gotten an award for that. I mean, that girl, that lady, I should say, that woman got robbed. I should probably say that again because she's not a girl. Are we ready? That woman got robbed. That was my serious voice. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes definitely was when I won't want, I don't want to really ruin anything for anyone if you haven't seen it, but. The calling the police scene just was the cherry on top for me. And yeah, I'm going to probably keep telling you to get out of here and go watch this movie um, at least five more times. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely an amazing film. I can't wait to see what else Jordan Peele has for us in the future. Um, I think he just does a really beautiful job as balancing uh, humor and comedy and giving you that good comedic relief while also kind of leaving you really uneasy um so good looks jordan peele and now we're going to my top five <laughs> so the next movie number five we have um she's it's actually directed by my current girl crush olivia wilde uh, we have Booksmart, which was released in May of last year. Um, it was just so incredibly smart, so incredibly funny, and so feel-good and honest. And I absolutely adored everything that she did with this film. The cast was just wow. And I can't wait to see what else she comes out with, because this woman definitely is going places. And I mean, I already saw that she's working with my other girl crush, girl crush Florence Pugh. Um, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for us. Um, I can totally understand at the same time that Booksmart, you know, mainly, mainly focusing on the quest of two high school girls, two senior girls, you know, aged like 17, 18, and it may not be, wow, how do I say this? So it may not be the genre that you necessarily love or go for or, you know, maybe it's the one that you avoid. And I think after hearing my list, 
you will realize that, just like I did, there are so many good movies out there um, that fall outside of your classic genre. And I think, you know, taking the time to discover those is really nice. And so this is one of the more centrally comedic movies that's on my list. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love this movie. Um, the acting... I can't talk about the acting enough. Birdie did such a good job. Um, I don't know. Go watch it. (laughs) Okay. So, moving on. Number four. Are you guys ready? At number four, I have Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Of course, this was, I think, one of the most obvious reasons why it's on my list Obviously, the cast was completely superb. Music was literally off the charts. That was supposed to be punny. And um, all of the feet scenes (laughs) made my boyfriend and I laugh way too much. Anyways, I don't want to talk too much about this film. I feel like this could be in uh, in and of itself its own episode. It's truly a treasure that I don't really want to rush by. Um... Quentin Tarantino definitely came back with this one. I was being honest. If I'm being honest, Hateful Eight wasn't necessarily my favorite. I mean, it was definitely good and an enjoyable movie, but it, I don't think it would have made my top ten list like Once Upon. And I think this is just getting back a little bit to more classic themes that Tarantino has throughout his films. So <laughs> now moving to top three. And at number three, I have The Joker, which Todd Phillips directed. And holy crap, was it just so beautifully honest and deranged and scary and heartfelt. And it was just so perfect, I think. Uh, Juan Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job, of course. I mean, I'm not here to compare any Jokers. I'm not here to trash talk any Jokers. I'm just here to discuss my love for the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, That movie was truly gut-wrenching for me. Um, Seeing all his hardships, seeing essentially a little bit of an origin, even if it might have been... I don't know. It was... It's a superhero movie. It's a super-villain movie, right? Um... Joaquin Phoenix did, I feel, everything in his power to take you there, and he took you there, you know. Um, the, The dancing scenes, the laughing scenes, the crying scenes. It was so raw, so amazingly done, and just, I can't, I mean, gut wrenching, you know what I mean? It was insane. I, I feel like that's the kind of movie where as much as I love it, I mean, it's top three here. Um, I can't just watch every other day because I feel like it would probably take an emotional toll on me. But just that's how good it was. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely check that one out. I feel like they did a really great job with the whole mel- mental illness um, thing. And yeah, um, we're just going to move on to number two. And... Um, Number two, I have Midsommar. Um, Holy crap. (laughs) 
I know I keep saying this, but if you haven't seen it, this is, this is my top two. My next top two, like, I'll, I mean, I'll pay 99 or 399 for you to watch this movie. You know what I mean? It's so amazing. Um, so. I don't, I don't want to spoil this because I'm going to assume that people haven't watched it. Just like I've assumed that people haven't watched the other movies. Okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil this one. And I feel like it also could kind of be its own episode. Because there's just so much that goes into Midsommar. All of the undertones. All of the background. All of the movement. This film completely just captivates you. And puts you in this whole new world. And it is so haunting and so ghoulish. And what makes it so haunting is that it's in complete daylight. You know what I mean? Um... It's just one of those movies that makes you feel equally uncomfortable and equally intrigued. <laughs> you just can't can't stop watching. It's 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 a work of art. It is. And I feel like I don't know, it belongs it belongs in a history book or an art museum. Or both. So with that I will finish off with my number one, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it. <laughs> Uh, this one, this one I feel will forever have a special place in my heart. Boon Joon Ho released it in 2019, at least here in the U.S. But I was actually released in Korea before, before we got to see it. And um, at number one, we have Parasite. Uh, all I want to say is that Parasite is the most stunning piece of art that takes humor and horror to a whole new dimension. I can't recommend this film enough, and I definitely believe, like I said, it has just a special place in my heart now. Um, I think at the most rawest form of a film, we have just the story. It's a story. And all the actors contribute to the story, all the lighting, the colors, the music, everything that I mentioned before. The cutting and the pasting and the audio, the mixing, everything, every editing, every person that worked on this film contributed to a story and what they did with the story and how they gave it life is just breathtaking I mean I remember when I watched this for the first time and I think I had to go to work after and I don't know it just left me in a completely different light um the actors again I mean I had never seen any of these actors before, uh, much less seen a uh, Boone movie. Um, boy, did it turn me into a fan. Um, I can't say um enough, can I? This film was everything to me. I feel like there's also so much I could say about this, and it could be its own episode, um, being that it is my number one. I also remember right after work when I saw that movie... Um, going straight to a reddit page and reading and writing my own little my own little snippets that I thought were underlying and hidden and mixed and missed messages etc etc um so that completes my top 10 list of 2019 like I did say in the beginning I do want to do a few honorable mentions so first I'd like to mention Ad Astra with Brad Pitt I felt like I couldn't put him on the list twice. Um, 
But this movie was just so enchanting with all of its colors and moods and sounds and balance. Um, I probably need to get at the source for the word balance because I just feel a lot of these movies that I like have that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, going on that same theme, I'd like to mention Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This one's on Hulu, so in case anyone has Hulu, definitely get out of here and go watch that. It was so poetic. And I truly think it kind of just, if there's one thing I could say about this film is that it really felt like it read like a poem. It was just such a beautiful timepiece. And um, I will say, I mean, it is a little on the slower side for those. Same with Ad Astra. It's just, it's, time means something. And the directors of these two films want you to know that. They want you to slow down. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, uh, and then my last, my last honorable mention is Little Woman. I had read this book so, so long ago, and I actually saw this film very last minute. It was matinee, and I did not at all think I was going to love it as much as I did. Greta Gerwig did a fantastic job, as she has been doing, and again, someone who I cannot wait for um, cannot wait to see what else she has up her sleeves and what she's going to be bringing us in the future. Um, Lady Bird, I think, would have definitely made my top 10 if it was made in 2019. So, alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, that was me, me, <laughs> me top 10. Sorry, I did say I like Pirates of the Caribbean. That was my top 10 movies of 2019 with a little few extras, and I hope you enjoyed listening to my voice. And please do let me know if you think the same way, or if you disagree and think I have no taste. Um, it really doesn't matter. I would love to hear from any of you, and um, by all means, I do love some recommendations, so I'll take those if you give them to me. Thank you again for whoever listened this far. Bye!